Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast, adapted from our weekly quick drag Twitter spaces, recapping RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, with interviews with the queens every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and today I am multitasking. I am broadcasting while simultaneously standing guard backstage at the queen's toiletry table, because our guest today has admittedly tried to deprive her sisters of contact solution, allegedly. That's right, we have icon and legend Monet Exchange joining us for a recap of episode 9 of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7. We also get into some tea on past looks she brought to the set after she wore her season 10 cast reveal look for the Designing Women lip sync. She also hits back at critics who had the audacity to call this a boomer lip sync, and she also breaks down the emotional evolution of her relationship with fellow All-Stars 4 winner Trinity the Tuck. Enjoy the episode, it is a really good one. Hello, can y'all hear me? Yes, hello, Monet. How are you? You know, I am good, and I want to reiterate what Joey said. If you have not seen the next three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, leave now, because we're spoiling everything. We spoil <laughs> the next episode, the episode after that, and the grand finale. Yes, and the reunion. Fingers crossed there's a reunion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> now, I cannot thank you enough for being here. You have made this such an entertaining season so far, and you join us as, I think, we're celebrating a milestone. I believe I'm seeing chatter that you are the first queen to ever win a lip sync on four different seasons. Is that correct? <laughs> four? I've only been on th- three. Oh, well, no, you were on All Stars. Yeah, All Stars Five. You were an assassin. Okay, we are getting crazy with the records. They were like, Monet is the first queen to ever wear a black queen on the third episode and the second challenge of a design episode ever of Drag Race. We're getting wild. It's getting wild. I'm sorry, Monet. Are you of all people complaining about adding another crown or title to this mantle? <laughs> I can't believe it. You're right. You're right. You know what? I proudly accept my crown as the we want to lip sync across <laughs> four different iterations of Drag Race. I, I proudly claim that title. Yes, I am so happy to be the first one to bestow this upon you on this live recording. Thank you so much for being here, Monet. And we're going to get into all of it on the latest episode. But I need to rewind first. I do want to go back to, I think it was last week. I have been thinking about this and laughing increasingly more and more. The saga of oh, you Lord. and Jada and the missing contact solution. I feel like this was briefly <laughs> touched on. But given how annoyed Jada seemed when she brought it up, it was maybe a bigger deal. Like, can you please explain to me what was going down with this? Well, here's the problem, okay? These girls, they are too slow, okay? I know by the time you get, like, halfway through the season, all the good shit is gone. So I'm like, I'm not wasting time. From week one, I'm taking all of the good renew. Because I'm, like, I'm like, y'all not going to leave me with that with that raggedy, opti-free <laughs> uh, 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 contact solution. I want the renew. So I got, like, about six bottles. I put it in my purse, and I went home back to the hotel. That's how you do it. That's how you play the game. See, because I wanted to really get in their minds, even taking the things that they need to really confuse these bitches. So you cannot win a title if you have dry eyes. That's the solution. Exactly. Clear eyes, honey. Clear eyes. <laughs> It reminds me of that. Do you remember that commercial? What I think it was like yes. Ben Stein um, with the mm. beach ball. <laughs> you know, you said Ben Stein. I was. Why was I thinking it was um, the dad from Shit's Creek? Wasn't Eugene oh, Levy? Eugene Levy. Was it Eugene Levy? But it's not. It was. It was. No. You know. You were right. You're ben right, Stein. Right. You know. Forgive me. Sometimes white people begin to really. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I get confused. I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> did um, <laughs> Did you or anybody else like steal anything else from that table, or was that the only thing? No, no, girl. Okay, I know I came clean about my thievery, the sibling thievery, but Raja is a thiever. Raja was stealing 
everything. Raja went home with y'all see them them, them little gold uh, uh, room divider separator dressing yes. uh, thing. Raja stole like two of those. She cut them apart, made like a robe in her. Raja stole more than I did. She was making a robe out of the set pieces. Yeah, Raja's wild girl. Raja is Raja is not playing. Raja like this. This is my third time. This is my second time back. I'm probably never coming back again. So I'm gonna take everything, girl. So this was like, was like a robe, not fun. that she was wearing on set. Like she just took it and made it a robe to like lounge around in at home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, she didn't, even, she didn't even use it on Drag Race. It was for her own device when she went back home when she was sipping her Sauvignon Blanc. Oh my, that is true thievery. Yes, like taking it and not even using it for the show. Like taking it and using it at home. I love it. True Raja behavior. Yeah. Raj is a queen after my own heart. The way that Raja navigated the season, she was like, I am a 47-year-old uh, witch uh, uh, soothsayer. I am going to charge my crystals in the moonlight and take what I want. And I'm going to tell RuPaul when I want to win and when I, when I don't and I do when I deserve it. I was like, Raja, you know what? I stand. I look. Yeah, no, I've been hearing that, that Raja was very firm in her opinions on the set and was like, yeah, no, I know I did amazing. And, you know, I don't care if you didn't think I did because I know I did. <laughs> Word, I it love did. it. Jealous. It do take nerve, as the kids say. It do take yes. nerve. And that comes with, you know, experience and Raja has plenty of it. And as much as this all... Joey, I just heard the no. shade. He said that comes with experience and Raja has uh, been around my son a couple of times. Not you putting words in I my mouth. It. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, as much as this all amuses me, we do have newer business to discuss. Um, the Dance Like Drag Queen episode, which you won, the viral dance challenge with Jinx. You collected your second legendary legend star of the season. But at the beginning, you and Shay did seem a little gagged that you were both the final two queens with only one star. So at this point, when the math started mathing and you realized how many episodes were left and how many stars you each had, what was that like psychological pressure slash meltdown like for both of you like were you both genuinely shaken oh yeah fish and i were both really shook especially starting the season off so strong and winning the first week and i feel like you are really in your rupaul's drag race bag and then as the weeks go by you are sitting there looking bald-headed and confused <laughs> with not a, with only one star everybody else flexing with all these stars going shopping and shit you're like well bitch i just want just one more this could be one more so at the beginning of the episode i was really 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 like how can i really um take this challenge and spin it into gold and get a star. Like I was very, 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 very worried about, cause I feel like if I did not even get a star this episode, I think that would have really fucked me up mentally. I don't know. Like, all right, bitch, you know what? You had a good time. You stole some contact solution. Now it's time to go home. You know? So I was really, really, really in my feelings. Yeah. The con- I, I didn't mean to turn this into a thing. The contact solution cannot be your legacy on this season. No, it can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Why not renew? I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'll do a little gig with y'all. <laughs> oh yeah. Sponsorship. Yes. Let's speak that into existence. <laughs> renew and Birkenstocks. That's what I want oh on Drag Race all season seven to do. Get deals with Renew and Birkenstocks. If nothing else. <laughs> also, I could be Clear Eyes person. Clear Eyes. Oh my God. Was that, did Ben Stein just get on the line? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, it did all seem to really push you to like go above and beyond this week as, you know, as we're used to seeing from you. Um, Thanks to you though, I have had the Monet, Monet, Monet stuck in my head all weekend and I'm entering my elderly twink era. So I haven't attempted the moves yet, but like (laughs) you're what lies beneath runway, like Monet. I, it was so incredible, like this journey that you took us on. It wasn't just like reveal to another beautiful reveal. Like it was a story. It was a journey. So was this always the idea that you had for this runway? Or was it something that like maybe you simmered on for a while before doing it in exactly the way that you did it? 
No, no, it was it was this idea from the beginning. As soon as uh, I, I got the list, Patty and I sat, and I, you know, and this was like the first idea that came to mind because you know, I, I, on Drag Race, I, in my not just Drag Race, but in my professional career, I've never been ashamed of my blackness and really celebrating that and talking about it, whether it be something really serious or something really silly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, I wanted to take this moment, especially going back on Drag Race again and again. This time having the access and um, to get to 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 more designers to wear more hairstyles that feel more authentic to what I would want to express on the show. So I was like, I really wanted to find a runway, a couple actually, and really uh, uh, pay 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 homage, homage, however you want to call it. If you're if you're a French Canadian, and really um, really do some really dope black shit on, on on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I love it. I will never stop doing it on Drag Race on at, at my home at the grocery store. Like, like forever and ever, I'm mm-hmm. in. How did you decide on these three specific looks um, as as being part of this, though? Because they are very specific references in, in all three of the different iterations that you did. So how did you land on those three specific looks? Yes, yeah, so I definitely wanted to start with Harriet Tubman because I think people really forget what a bad bitch Harriet Tubman was. Harriet Tubman was was going back and forth, leading slaves to freedom. And let me and people think that Harriet Tubman was this meek old lady. No, bitch, she was a bad mm-hmm. bitch. If you, if she came to liberate your ass, and you were sitting there like, mm, I don't know if I want to go. Gunshots at the head, you're done. I'm not playing that mm-hmm. game. So I knew I wanted to start with Harriet Tubman. And I mean, when um, Bob and Peppermint did Black Town Hall 2020, or 2021, sorry, yeah, 2020, and they sat with... Um, Angela mm-hmm. Davis, who I have, I remember, I remember learning about Angela Davis in college and being gagged at uh, at all that she was, and to find out that she was a queer woman in, in Black Queer Town Hall. So I knew I wanted to do um, uh, uh, something in that era, which was a Black Panther Party, and then ending with uh, just something just plain and straightforward, not trying to like do some subliminal shit, but literally the message. And we're still mm-hmm. fighting, and we will continue to fight. And um, so those were the three specific ones I wanted to show and express, and I really like how they came out and. Um, I decided to go with Florence Delee because Florence Delee is a New York designer. Her thing that she does is she knows how to underdress clothes and do reveals, and especially period ones. Going back to Maya Angelou because she worked. Um, she's a she's she's a she's a Broadway uh, customer, and she and she worked on a show for years where that was the period they had to do. So she's really 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 good at making those clothes, and um, the way she underdressed them and so that they fell and revealed seamlessly was really key in making it all look and feel flawless mm-hmm. on the runway. Yeah, no, Florence, I love all of the designs that Florence does. Florence is a really prolific designer, and also this message. I mean, I'm so glad that you guys came together on this collaboration. It's a message that I think. Not only the world needs to hear, but like, especially this fandom, like, you know who you are in this quote unquote fandom. People need to hear this message. You keep need to to seeing stuff like this. So it was a real blessing to see this on the runway. Um, And thanks to this garment and your performance in the challenge. um, Like we said before, you and Jinx won. We get to this lip sync. It's a spoken word piece set to a scene from Designing Women, which I don't know how many people know this, but you've actually done before on stage and i believe there are clips of it online so you have like voluntarily done this piece on stage before oh yeah if anyone listening right now has ever been to a drag bar whether it's new york la ohio and Lucia, alabama wherever you are there is a drag queen who has done the designing <laughs> women the lights went out in georgia and which is why i love people the people on twitter being like Girl, tell me, tell me you're a fan of Drag Race without saying you're a fan of drag. Right? You know I mean, because like, if you if you've been to a bar show or a stage show, you've seen it never done, and it is what I think part of the um, the drag queen ABCs. 
and uh, to do it on national television. And I mean, Rue did it on did Rue do it on, do it on SNL? Um, I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure Rue did a sketch of that on mm-hmm. SNL. When, when, when Rue was there, they did. Oh, they y- did the, the, the Julie Sugar yes, Bakers, like they yes. did it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like an iconic piece, not just drag queens, honestly, gay, gay BCs, children listen. And I'm talking to all the uh, millennials and Gen Zers. Know your gay BCs, girl. Uh, Designing Women is currently on Hulu. And it is, Patty watches a lot. And it Aww. is still some of the shit they're talking about. It is still paralleling shit that is happening today, which means that we still have a lot of work mm-hmm. to do. So to do it on national television was amazing. So like, you didn't even have to like practice this at all again before the lip sync. Like you just had it that well memorized oh no i mean i had memorized but you know i was like because with nerves and everything you still want to uh i was still listening to it every day to be like okay make sure you have every breath comma semicolon question mark <laughs> exclamation point because I, if i wanted to do it on tv i wanted to do it perfectly mm-hmm. so i was definitely listening like i never heard it before so you know? did you have all of like your moves and your motions and like facial emotions like did you have that all mapped out like to a t from the beginning well, you know, yeah, some things like when you do it, when you have done it something before, like so it's just it's just in your body, kind of like a kind of like a um, a trained dancer going to do a pirouette. <laughs> it's just it's just in your body. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely those moves that are just fit in me, like they're enemies, whether voluntary or involuntary, they happen. So um, I definitely had my set ones that I know I did, but some things happen organically too, which we mm-hmm. love. That's why we love live theater. Was there which which parts do you remember just like overtaking you and coming out in the moment with this? Were there any that surprised? even you uh when i walked back at the end <laughs> to like walk away and with the and now you do i've never done that before but i was like you know what let's do yeah. it and that kind of just happened in the moment it felt right and um yeah i can't remember but that was definitely a, b- a big one i remember for sure Well, there was yeah that's like what we were talking about before that is the monet drama of it all like taking a few steps back turning around like it's all good which on the pit stop bob is right when i uh-huh. did the week one of old mcdonald saying that the reason um, that when I turn up stage <laughs> like don't know the word, I'm like, he, uh, anyway, um, I, I, do, I, I do it for dramatic effects. Mm-hmm. As you can see, when I turn up stage, I was doing it to be dramatic, not because I don't know the words to designing women, Julia Sugar Absolutely. What, what have you thought of all the things that Bob has been saying on Pit Stop this season? Uh, uh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I can't wait for all uh, for all winter season two. I'm gonna. I don't care if he is, is if he comes out stage and shits gold. I'm gonna be like, mm, <laughs> terrible. I've seen it before. <laughs> Boo. Send her home. No, but I think Bobby's been doing, doing a great job with yeah. the pit stop. And uh, you know, that's Bob. Bobby's very funny. You know, he's gonna be super engaging. And yeah, he's been he's been doing a, um, a mm-hmm. great job. Yeah. No, we love seeing the dynamic between you two, even when you're not in the room. Bob always somehow brings the dynamic of you two together there in the same moment because he's obsessed with uh, me. He literally cannot stop talking about me. I'm like, can you get your own career? Why do you have to talk about me all the time? He's obsessed. Well, speaking of drama, there was minor drama oh, in the boy. fandom over the weekend because i mean with regards to the lip sync i mean someone did you see that someone like you kind of touched on this already but like someone called it like a boomer lip sync because it was spoken word and it's just funny to me because it's like that just proves what people are sort of just watching drag race in which people are actually like seeing drag in their hometowns because spoken word is like a staple of drag performances like you see this at bars all the time whether it's this number or a different number of spoken words so what does it say to you or how did you feel about people complaining about a spoken word lip sync 
I think that it's ridiculous. I mean, thank like like say hallelujah to the drag legends, people like Lipsinka who started doing yes. that shit, and Candace yeah. Candace Kane who really put um, Lipsinka into spoken word on the map. I'm like, and people are thinking that it's a boomer thing. I'm like, well, the drag is not for you, bitch. Go watch something else. Go watch hockey. Go watch. Go watch. Uh, <laughs> not hockey. Watch Allen Iverson. <laughs> go watch Allen Iverson dribble the ball. I don't even know if he plays basketball anymore, but sure, touchdown. Like I'm like, just don't participate in drag if you cannot appreciate all sides of it. Like, it's not for you, Mary. Mm-hmm. Well, some people can do hockey and drag. Wasn't Tina Burner a hockey player? <laughs> I mean, she definitely has a show before. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no, let's, I do want to talk about what you wore for this lip sync because I think it was your season 10 cast reveal dress, right? Yes, it was. It was made by Domino Couture. Love so it. you obviously like, I mean, you like this look enough that you brought it with you to film. And I know you've cleared out like a lot of your past looks. So why was this dress one that you wanted to keep and also bring with you to All Star 7? And why was this lip sync the right moment to wear it? Um, you know, I brought, I, I brought like my, my greatest hits. Cause I, cause I, I mean, I know a lot of us have said, I do not ever see myself coming back with dragons mm-hmm. again three times, but I'm good. The stress, the emotions, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. And so like, I wanted to bring back a lot of my favorite things. And maybe later, if y'all watch some more episodes, oh. maybe you see some more past things from drag race, um, that I've oh. worn before in different iterations of it. So yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to go. And, um, so I, I brought that and some other things. Cause I also just love how that outfit looks. It has, as we know from the season 10 thing, it has a little skirt reveal that, that I didn't do cause it, it didn't feel appropriate. But yeah, I, I, I think it looks very sexy. It was made on me very well. Domino Couture is a, is a master mm-hmm. seamstress. And um, but I, honestly, I was surprised it still fit. I wore it because I was excited. I was like, oh my God, it still fits mm-hmm. me. Um, so yeah, that's really it. No, no other reason. I wanted to give the fans and people, fans of the show, a little callback to something that I've done in the Drag Race Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you did, you withheld from doing the reveal. You purposely didn't do the reveal. Yeah, because every song does not require everything. That's mm-hmm. like a bitch coming out on um, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston and just dropping a split. <laughs> bitch, why? Like, it's not necessary. So I was like, I could do this reveal, but it literally will add nothing to my performance or my interpretation of the song. So I just didn't and that is it. spoken like a true artist right there. <laughs> Thank you. And you did also bring other throwback looks. Like, have you worn things that people just like have, like maybe pieces that people just like haven't clocked yet? Or are you saying like for the future we might see stuff? I'm saying, um, I'm saying we shall see. And the chicken was lovely. <laughs> You're talking about our cover shoot? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So good. That was, those images were amazing. Now, let's talk about after this lip sync, this decision to block Raja. I mean, I thought that I had the Monet and Survivor mode strategy like fully clocked, but then you go and you didn't block the Vivian after it was such a thing earlier in the season. So why at this crucial point after the Vivian had been doing really well too, did you block Raja over the Vivian? You know, Joey, that is the million dollar question. Two reasons. One, Raja was begging for it. She was like, she was like, she really like wanted to be blocked. That was number one. Number two, the Vivian and I at this point in the, in the, in the show, like Vivian and I, we had done some stuff, stuff before, but we weren't like super close at this point. We had, we were like, hanging out a lot, going to the pool and stuff together. Like we were like building like an actual friendship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, I was like, uh, I, it would feel really bad. And three, Joey, no, he's <laughs> trying to start. Ah. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. And three, and, and, and three, I just full tea. 
I thought that maybe because it was an all winners thing, that there would be some type of voting something, which is TBD. It may happen still. And we were all thinking that there was going to be some type of voting something at yeah. the end because Rue kept on saying all legendary rules are still in effect or whatever, whatever. So we, I, I, I was like, we're coming down to the end. I was like, if I block someone who I know will be upset about it, it could really come back to bite me. Yes. Uh, Shangela, uh-huh. uh, uh, All-Stars uh-huh. 3. So that was my thing. I was like, if they do some twist and me blocking the Vivian prevents me from making it further in the game, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. <laughs> so I just decided to go Yeah, there's always... This is Drag Race. We can always expect that there is going to be something coming. I mean, it's, it's you know, it wouldn't be Drag Race, I feel like, if you guys were not anticipating that something else was coming at this point. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, I th- feel like maybe you were just afraid of blocking the headmistress of the Smokers Alliance, this alleged Smokers Alliance that I keep hearing about. Mm. I still think the Smokers Alliance is real. <laughs> well, Raja told me that I needed to talk to Viv and Evie. So, because she said she was like pleading the fifth on the Smokers Alliance. So, I guess I have to talk to Viv and Evie about this directly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, I do do also want to talk to you about something that happened a few weeks ago, this moment that you had with Trinity on the couch. You expressed such love for each other, and it seemed to hit you both really, really hard. So why was that moment on the couch with Trinity like such an emotional one for you? Because it felt like a lot of emotion that suggested your relationship like had evolved a long way since All Stars 4. So what sort of changed with both of you to get to this place where you're, you know, having this beautiful conversation on this couch as soundtracked by Jinx Monsoon? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Jinx and that fucking... I wanted to throw that ukulele and burn it <laughs> in a fire. It really did. Um, with Trinity, I think, you know, in All Stars 4, I never met Trinity before. Meeting Trinity on All Stars 4 was the first time I ever met Trinity. And Trinity can tell you, like, when Trinity was, Trinity really, really, really wanted to win. And when Trinity is in, like, pageant competition mode, she can be a little savage, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we were, we were, not like she tried to, like, do something crazy, but you, there was definitely an era of, like, savagery, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and after the show, working a little bit together, we got to know each other more and I got to see like Trinity for Trinity. And then after we were both one, we've gotten to work a lot together and I've seen like this really beautiful side of Trinity that I didn't necessarily experience on All Stars 4 because she was really, really, really trying to win that shit. And then then since then, I have hung out with Trinity a lot. We've done a lot of stuff together and I have really, and I have seen what a beautiful and nice person Trinity is. Trinity is, it is not something for camera. Trinity is not trying to help people on camera because she does it when the camera's off and the camera's on. This week, she might be helping some of us this week doing stuff and, and no one will ever know it. She's not trying to do it for a cloud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and, um, and, and that's been my experience with Trinity since then. And then even on this all-star season, just like everything Trinity was doing again, on and off camera was just, just showed what a genuinely sweet, amazing person Trinity is. And I really, really, really have grown to love Trinity immensely since all stars four. And she's a very good person and, um, she's very kind and she's very sweet and she really will go out of her way sometimes to her judgment mm-hmm. to help other people. Yeah. And so that was, no, I'm glad that you, you got to that place because I remember you all saying when we did that round table earlier this year, year, you, I think you all were saying like, Oh yeah, Trinity is, she is, the you know mama bear helping everybody she's going around and you know helping people with their costumes and i'm like oh okay that is you know that's really interesting that you know they all seem to feel this way about trinity so i'm really glad that you guys got to that place yeah now i know you can't spoil much the last thing i'll ask you is you know let's use some mood words about raja said saucy gravy last week when i asked her this question so any mood words you want about like what is coming ahead on all stars seven because i feel like we might still be in for some gags so what can you tease um a little sasson 
a little paprika <laughs> and a little um, lube is coming uh, on the rest of the season. And you know what? I'm not afraid to spoil it. Spoiler alert. The last episode, a drag queen wins. <laughs> not, not two. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe two. Maybe I, listen, a drag queen. It can be multiple. Okay. Joey, yes, I can. I love when you say my full name, Monet. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mean business when you say my full name. <laughs> well, this is as usual, Monet. Just it is always such a blast to talk with you. Thank you for being so kind and candid, and just for joining me today and and you know donating your time to this conversation. It was really great to talk with you. Oh, donating? <laughs> Wait, this is free. Yeah. Uh-uh. With my, uh-uh. I have to write a check now. Camera. I have to write a check. Um, <laughs> well, you know, thank you so much, Monet. Again, this was wonderful. Um, everybody, please keep up with Monet on all socials. And All Star 7 continues streaming Friday on Paramount+. Plus, and we will be back here on EW's Twitter Spaces at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific next Tuesday with another special guest for a new recap. Monet, thank you so much again. I, well, I actually want to announce my new Hulu show called Meeting Up with Monet. Um, it's produced by Chris Jenner, Oh, really? And um, it's going to be lovely. So everyone tune into oh, that. Me, wait, was this oh. announced today? No, I'm oh kidding. Oh my God. Girl, I, don't have <laughs> I thought you were just giving us Joey. an exclusive right at the last minute. <laughs> you can't tease me like that. I won't believe anything you say. <laughs> Monet, thank you so much again. All right, bye. Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio, Lauren Klein, Chanel Johnson, and Jillian Cederholm, and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com.